We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. When we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, then we step out of the narrow place of failure and weakness in which we've lived into the boundless fullness of God. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Now, he does two things to the believer who may have sinned. When he confesses his sins, the Lord forgives him. Praise the Lord. Now, if that's all he did, we'd be left in an unhappy dilemma. Because, you see, when we sin, we lost our sense of righteousness and we'd feel guilty. And, and, and we'd feel embarrassed and spiritually inferior to come into the presence of God in prayer. But, but he said that he also cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Well, unrighteousness is just simply the word righteousness with the prefix U-N on the front of it, which means not or non-righteous. And if I'm cleansed from not righteousness, then I'm righteousness again. Hallelujah to Jesus. How many of you folks are believers here this morning? How many of you are walking in the light? As far as you know, keep your hand up. Shut your eyes and say this then out loud. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say it again. Amen. I found many times when I get folks to see that, they automatically get healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because, you see, they've been under condemnation. They thought God was mad at them. Amen. Because of failures. They fail to understand that they are the righteous of God in Christ. How it stimulates your faith. I remember Smith Wigglesworth said one time uh, that there in England, an Episcopal minister, a man who was still serving in a pastorate. They don't call him a pastorate. I don't know what they call him, but anyway, he's still pastor, we would say, though he was 80 years of age. And he asked Brother Wigglesworth if he'd come and pray with him because he was interested in being baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking with tongues. So Brother Wigglesworth went to his study, and they sat there and discussed the scriptures, and this Episcopal man had already began to see the truth of God's Word, and so he saw it, and he wanted to receive so Brother Wigglesworth said they got down to pray. And as they knelt, he said, I never heard such a beautiful prayer in my life as that old man prayed. But he said, God's not interested in beautiful prayers. Then he said after he had prayed such a beautiful prayer that this old man uh, began to say, Lord, make me holy. Lord, make me holy. Now, see, he's got the idea that before he can get the Holy Ghost, he's got to be what he calls holy. See? Lord, make me holy. Lord, make me holy. And Brother Wigglesworth, of course, he was uneducated, never went to school a day in his life, and sometimes it just seemed to be a little uncouth, and sometimes just brutally frank. And so he said, I just got up and said, Get up, old man! Get up, old man! Get up off your knees! So the fellow got up and looked around, you know. He said, Sit down there. And he said, This Episcopal minister, you know, sat down, and he said, I looked at him, I said, I thought you were holy. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. You are clean. You are holy. And he said, when I said that, that old fellow lifted his hand and started talking in tongues. <laughs> oh, glory. Praise God. Well, do you know what Wigglesworth was doing? 
He's just taking a shortcut of what I'm preaching here and trying to get that man to see that he is holy, that he does stand right with God, that he is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And he doesn't have to do anything else to be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. When we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, then we step out of the narrow place of failure and weakness in which we've lived into the boundless fullness of God. Step number four, a lack of understanding of our right to the use of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will hold us in bondage and give us a sense of weakness. But when we know what that name will do, then we can defeat Satan and enjoy victory. Now, men and women, everybody, so far as I know everywhere, believes that the name of Jesus can be used in prayer because Jesus said, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that your joy may be full. I believe, so far as I know, Christian people everywhere believe that that name can be used in prayer, but I suggest that the name of Jesus can be used every way that the Word indicates that it can. Jesus himself said that, that we just quoted to you in John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. I ask that your joys may be full. Then he says in the 16th chapter of Mark's gospel, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe the gospel, these signs shall follow them. Not the early church, not the apostles, not the preacher. Them, the believers. In my name they shall cast out devils. No, I don't believe he's just referring here to casting out devils of somebody that's demon-possessed. I believe he's referring to the fact that every believer has authority over demons and evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Amen. In my name they'll speak with new tongues. Did you ever think about it, friends, that you've got a right to use the name of Jesus in speaking with new tongues? Praise God. In my name... If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They'll take up serpents. And then in my name, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In the nighttime, bless the Lord. If your wife becomes sick, well, you husbands have a right just to lay your hands upon her in the name of Jesus and expect her to become well. In the nighttime, if the, if the husband becomes sick, you wives have a right to lay your hands upon him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and expect him to be healed. If the children are sick, you parents have a right to lay your hands upon them and pray. God will hear your prayer. Oh, somebody said, well, the Bible said that I'm called the elders of the church. Sure, the Bible said that. But I want to tell you, my brother, sister, something else. If they, you had to be healed that way, wouldn't you be in a mess then if you was off somewhere where there wasn't anybody you could get to? Or call for. Is that true? And you know, besides that, if you just call for the pastor all the time, you'd keep him running solidly. That's all he'd be able to do almost. I, I'm fairly convinced that you ought to leave the pastor free to take care of the babies. 
who don't know how to act for themselves. But that older Christians should learn to appropriate healing for themselves. Now, if you can't, well, then send for help. But I believe God wants us to learn. Praise the Lord to use the name of Jesus and to know that that name has authority and power today and that that name belongs to us. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you believe that? Then, step number five, or hindrance number five, many are failures because of a lack of understanding about acting on the Word, or we might say believing. We try to believe. Some folks said, well, I'm, I've tried and tried, Brother Hagin. I'm a trying to believe. Well, now, may I suggest that you quit trying because it's not try, it's trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, the scripture said, and lean not to thine own understanding. All that's necessary for you or for me or for us to ask is, what has God said? If we know that the word is true and we act as though it were true, it becomes a reality in our lives. I say to people very often when it comes to healing, I've had them to come to me and say, Brother Hagin, uh, I don't understand it. And I said, don't understand what? Well, now, I know all those scriptures you quoted. I've been brought up in the full gospel church, sometimes simply of God church. And I believe in divine healing, but I don't understand why I don't get my healing. Now they began to quote to me, for instance, Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Or first Peter, second chapter, 24th verse, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And I say to them, have you ever acted like those verses of scripture are true? Sometimes that startles them. Have you ever acted like that verse of scripture is so? Dr. A.B. Simpson, who was Presbyterian minister at the time and later founded the Christian Missionary Alliance. At about 46 years of age, the doctor said he was dying with a heart condition. They gave him about six months to live. He said he heard many testimonies of healing, even in his own church, and so he took a couple of weeks leave of absence from his church and went up to his farm in the New England states, and every day would spend all day studying the Word of God on the subject of healing. Until at the end of two weeks, he said, I was sitting out under a tree with my back leaned up against that tree in my Bible, and I took a piece of paper and a pencil, and I wrote down, after searching, you see, the Word of God for two weeks, I'm convinced that the Bible teaches that divine healings for us today, and I accept this day Christ as my healer and declare that I am now healed from heart trouble and I'm well. You are listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's very special offer the limited edition Kenneth E. Hagin Legacy Bible. It contains a collection of 26 lessons on faith bound in beautiful black genuine leather. 
It features the King James text, a concordance, and a harmony of the four Gospels offered for a special introductory price of $129.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And we got Living Faith Crusades coming up in March. Yes. Uh, we're going to two places we that's, haven't been before. That's right. March 4th through the 6th. We're going to be in Ridgely, Tennessee. Ridgely, Tennessee. Abundant Life Fellowship Church. Pastors David and Tammy Gray. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, all the people in that area, hey, uh, get the news out. Come out. We're going to have a great time. Now, then we're going to move right over there on March 7th through 9th. We're going right. to move over to Cleveland, Tennessee. That's Wednesday through Friday. Yes. At Cleveland Christian Fellowship with Pastors Mark and, and, and Margaret Strickland. It's going to be a great time. I hadn't been in Cleveland in many, many years. That's our, right. Our good friend Norval Hayes, Hayes lives in Cleveland. Yes. And I'm going to have to get a hold of him and and uh, and see if uh, we can get together when we get there. I think it's been about 1973 since we've been there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Long no, time. That, it, we've seen him. Between, oh, yeah. But that, that's the last time I've been to Cleveland, I think. Yes. I don't know. I can't. No, I've been there before. Okay. Uh, she she's going back too far. Oh, all right. All uh, you right. went back too far. Hey, but we're excited about it because I, I haven't preached in these places in years. Yes. I haven't preached in Cleveland, Tennessee in a in long, long, long time. I've That's been right. there. But and and we've never been to Ridgely. We are looking for we yes. want you to come and be with us. Get the news out, okay? Tell everybody. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Brother Hagen's life-changing teaching on six big hindrances to faith. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.